and thank you for listening to Season 3, Episode 23 of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. I've got three subjects today. The Iowa Northwestern Review, running a little bit behind on that this week. I was up at Kinnick Stadium over the weekend. Had just a blast on a gorgeous day on Saturday. I was going to actually do the podcast after watching the Hawkeye basketball scrimmage on Monday night on TV. Well, on the Big Ten Plus app. And that app is just horrible. I could never get it to work. I tried and tried. I gave it another day to see if it would work. And now I'm just asking for my money back. Unbelievable. Uh, just no customer service there. But And then we want to talk a little bit about the Hawkeyes game next week at Purdue. Well, on Saturday, the Hawkeyes did it. They got the win back to 500, 33-13 over Northwestern. And it was just a gorgeous day Saturday, 65 degrees and sunny, had a blast tailgating. The crowd was pretty good for the game, a little quieter than normal, had a little more room to spread out in the seats. But overall, the stadium looked good, you know, especially when you consider some of the stadiums I've seen recently that look about 20% full. And I'm only going to say it because we all understand it, and I don't need to keep repeating this about this game, but the Hawkeyes... We're playing a one and six Northwestern, now one and seven. So it's not like they were playing a great team by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, this was the best the Hawkeyes have looked all year. They weren't playing an elite defense. Um, but Petrus really came out. He looked good from the get-go. He spread the ball around to wide receivers, tight end, of course, <laughs> running backs. His best game of the season by far. So good for him for rebounding after just a miserable game in Columbus the prior week with the turnovers, getting benched at halftime. And overall, the Hawkeyes had 24 first downs in this game. They were much more efficient on third down, converting five of 11 third downs, one of one on fourth down with a quarterback sneak, and total yards just shy of 400 at 398 yards with a good balance between passing and rushing, 220 passing yards, 178 rushing. An average of 5.1 yards per carry on 35 rushing attempts. And just two penalties for the Hawkeyes, no turnovers. So really nothing at all to complain about in this game. If you look at the individual results, Petrus, 21 completions in 30 attempts, 70% completion rate, really fantastic. You know, one touchdown for him as well. And there were some drops in this game. I recall once where Spencer did a nice job avoiding the rush as well and throwing the ball out of bounds. So there was an incompletion. And he just was so much more confident back there. He was able to tuck the ball a couple times, be really decisive when he needed to be, and run for some yardage. Overall, he just had one yard on the ground in five attempts. But normally, you know, you're looking at him and seeing negative 20 yards, negative 30 yards after sacks. So some improvement there. And the offensive line just did such a great job of protection. It was really amazing to see Petrus have such a clean pocket have so much time back there to scan the field, look at his second option, look at his third option, and sling the ball. And I really didn't know if the offensive line had that in them. So really encouraging as this season moves on. Interested to see how things pan out, especially this coming weekend on the road at Purdue. And can that offensive line do it against you know a better team in Purdue? Still not a really elite defense like the Hawkeyes have been playing the last few weeks. And that offensive line had a bit of a shakeup with Mason Richmond still at left tackle, but Connor Colby was moved from right tackle 
to left guard. We had seen him all year at right tackle until they moved him to right guard last week. Midway through the game at the horseshoe where he was really having trouble blocking on the outside. And then, so he's at left guard. And then Jones, Logan Jones, still at center. Bo Stevens at right guard. And then Jack Plum uh, moved into that starting right tackle role. And they just did a really nice job, as I mentioned, you know, in pass protection and in the running game as well. I think the play calling had a lot to do with that as well. Really interesting to see how much of that they can carry over into the Purdue game next week. They were sending guys in motion, you know, every other play, actually using the wide receivers in the running game. And that just really seemed to freeze the defense a little bit. The linebackers couldn't just blitz, attack the quarterback, attack the running lanes. They had to see what was happening with the motion before the linebackers could, could you know, make a move towards the ball. So Caleb Johnson, I'm telling you, he is a running back. He can really fly. He always seems to get positive yards, even after he's hit. He falls forward for a couple more yards. He had just 13 carries, 93 yards, over a seven-yard average. LaShawn Williams had a nice day, 11 carries, 43 yards. Gavin Williams appeared to, to go out injured early on, uh, so I'm not sure if he's going to be playing this weekend at Purdue, but I really like the, 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 the two, Caleb Johnson and LaShawn Williams. They're doing a really good job out there. And what I really liked about this run game as well with five jet sweeps. I think that was the exact number I asked for last week. I think I said four or five jet sweeps, please. And to Arlen Bruce, who had three of them, one was a 23-yard touchdown run. And then Nico Regani. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name like everybody else is doing. I've always known him as Regani. Going to stick with that. He had 12 yards on one carry. And then Brody Brecht, his was going to actually be a pass. It did not fool Northwestern. And he did the right thing by tucking it in and getting four positive yards. Well, Regani was the leading receiver against Northwestern. Four catches, 66 yards. Sam Laporta, three catches, 53 yards. And, man, I wonder if that was the first time a wide receiver has led the team in receiving yards this year. Regani may have done it one other time, but it's typically the tight ends in this season. So really good to see Petrus spreading it out, getting the wide receivers the ball. And Deontay Vines had two catches for 22 yards. Two catches for 19 yards for Arlen Bruce. But great to see Vines out there. Uh, you can tell he's got some quickness to him, and hopefully he can bust some big plays this season. It, it also appeared like he could have hauled in a touchdown where the Hawkeyes had to kick a field goal. It was a pass in the back of the end zone, and it would have been a really nice catch, but he got his hands on the ball. And that was really the one negative on the offensive end in this game was the Hawkeyes settled for too many field goals. They had four field goals in the game. The one was a 54-yarder that just crept over the crossbar. But there were three field goals under 30 yards in this game, and you'd like to see the Hawkeyes turning more of those possessions in the red zone into touchdowns. Defensively, it was a great game by the Hawkeyes. No shocker there. This defense has been solid all year. Kind of crazy, but Torrey Taylor had just one punt all day, and it was a 12-yard shank. Really surprising from him, but that was... Northwestern's only touchdown drive on a short field, 34-yard drive until Northwestern scored on the last play of the game. That was with Iowa's reserve defensive players in. I think it was well worth it. It would have been nice if they stopped him, of course, but good to get the backups in um, and have some film to watch with the reserves, help those guys get ready to play later in the season or next year. You know, fun to see 
true freshmen, TJ Hall, Xavier Wampa, and other backups out there on the defense. Jay Higgins was the leading tackler. I think he got about five tackles on that last drive. He finished with 12. Jack Campbell had nine tackles. And sacks and tackles for loss were a big story on the defense. Seven sacks by seven different guys, 10 total tackles for loss in the game. Great job by the D putting pressure on that Northwestern quarterback. And then after, you know, a rough three-game losing skid where the Hawkeyes played three pretty darn good teams in Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio State. I hate to say that about Illinois, but they are a pretty good team. The Hawkeyes get back on the winning track against Northwestern. And hey, Northwestern, has give, they have given the Hawkeyes fits at times in the past, especially when the Hawks were favored by quite a few points. So I'll take the win, and the Hawkeyes now have to get ready for the Boilermakers. And boy, do I miss Purdue being a team the Hawkeyes could beat up on pretty regularly. You know, obviously, there's been times throughout history that, that the Boilermakers have beaten the Hawkeyes, but the Hawkeyes were winning pretty regularly for several years until Jeff Brom took over as head coach, and he seems to have cracked the code on how to beat the Hawkeyes, how to score points on Iowa's defense, and expose some things that other teams haven't been able to do against Bill Parker's D. And of course, Purdue is coming off a bye week, just like last year, so they've had extra time to come up with some schemes against the Hawkeyes. Brom and the Boilermakers have beaten the Hawkeyes for the last five meetings, and it seems like beating the Hawkeyes has kind of put them into bowl games a couple times. I mean, if the Hawkeyes get the win there, they don't get to that six-win mark. It's just frustrating just losing the way the Hawkeyes have to really average Purdue teams. But you know, last year, the Hawkeyes were ranked number two in the nation, and Purdue comes to Kinnick and, and leaves with a 24-7 win over the Hawkeyes. The game where Iowa's offense really couldn't do much at all. George Karloff, just now with the Kansas City Chiefs, was in the backfield way too often, and the Hawkeyes couldn't contain all-world wide receiver David Bell. Well, in Purdue, the Hawkeyes will see probably the best quarterback in the Big Ten, Aiden O'Connell. He's in year six of playing the college game. He's completing 66% of his passes, has 15 touchdowns already. He does turn it over quite a bit. He has eight interceptions on the season, so look for the Doughboys, the Iowa's secondary, to snag some of those passes out of the air this weekend. Let's sure hope for it, but... You know, he was pretty much unstoppable, O'Connell was, last year against the Hawkeyes. So that has to motivate this Iowa defense. And, of course, there's Charlie Jones, who transferred to the Boilermakers after spring ball. It was already in May by the time he transferred there. Kind of a shocker at that at that stage. Tyrone Tracy, almost all, also a former Hawkeye on the Purdue roster, playing wide receiver. Charlie is the leading receiver for Purdue, 72 catches, 840 yards, nine touchdowns. So he's O'Connell's go-to guy. They were childhood friends, seemed to have quite a chemistry on the field. After Charlie, the tight end, Payne Durham, is the second-leading receiver. 39 catches, 376 yards. He also has four touchdowns. They're going to have to watch out for the tight end in this game. The next leading wide receiver has just 275 yards on the season. So Charlie is by far the guy they have to watch. Tyrone Tracy, 24 catches, 188 yards. He also has six carries for 47 yards on the season. So they haven't gotten as much production out of him as they hoped for this year. Purdue is not a great running team, but they have a redshirt freshman, Devin McCoby, I believe you pronounce it, but he's he's picked it up of late. He's had some 100-yard games. He's their leading rusher. Look for the Hawkeyes to limit Purdue to around 70 yards rushing in this game and really focus on shutting Charlie Jones down 
He is by far, as I mentioned, O'Connell's main target. If you look at Purdue's games, you know, one where they really padded the stats was against Indiana State in a 56 to nothing route. O'Connell, just two, com- two incompletions in 19 attempts. He had four touchdowns. Charlie Jones, nine catches, 133 yards, three touchdowns. Purdue lost a close game to Syracuse. Uh, another big game for Charlie and O'Connell in that game. And Syracuse really doesn't have a – they have a pretty good defense. And then Purdue barely edged 4-5 and five Florida Atlantic, 28-26. to 26. So this game really is just huge for Purdue to stay in the hunt to win the Big Ten West. They've beaten Minnesota 20-10, to 10, barely edged Maryland 31-29, as well as Nebraska 43-37 before falling to Wisconsin a couple weeks ago, 35-24. to 24. So just interesting. They barely beat Maryland, just edged Nebraska. I don't feel too nervous about this game for some reason. I'm nervous about every game, the way this offense is played, but this isn't a top-tier defense. They're not bad. They're giving up about 355 yards per game, ranked 43rd in the nation. But they're also 65th in the nation in scoring defense, giving up over 25 points per game. Offensively, they're pretty good. I mean, they're really good at passing the ball. They're and they're putting up 445 yards per game because of the way they pass the ball. 32nd in the NCAA, but their rushing game isn't isn't too uh, isn't too impressive. By the way, the Hawkeyes are no longer last in total offense. The Hawkeyes are gaining 249 yards per game. Still pretty anemic, but New Mexico and UMass are now behind the Hawkeyes in that category. So hopefully they can keep rolling on offense after that Northwestern game and, and continue to improve there. Well, bottom line, Iowa's defense is going to be very motivated after last year. Riley Moss and Cooper DeGene are familiar with Charlie Jones. They practiced against him a lot, and I think they're going to do a pretty good job on him. He's going to get some catches, but I think Iowa's Offense is going to be able to move the ball against Purdue. The Hawkeyes will capitalize on some turnovers and get the win 24-17. to And finally, I do want to talk a little basketball with a scrimmage on Saturday. I wasn't able to watch the game because the Big Ten Plus app is basically trash. There's no way to get a hold of anyone in customer service. They, they have it farmed out to some other company for customer service. All I get are canned responses via email. Nobody able to help me whatsoever. I've sent them all the, the documentation that their canned email said they needed, and nothing changes. The app does not work for me. So I haven't been able to watch the, the scrimmage, just highlights, and I did some reading about it. A few things I want to mention. One, I was excited about the lineup. I really didn't have Tony Perkins on the radar as far as the starting point guard this year, but I love the lineup of Tony at the one, Peyton Sanford at the two, Patrick McCaffrey at the three, Keegan Murray at the four, and then Philip Robracci at the five. Knew Tony could play some point guard. He's played some you know, during games, but I, I thought he was pretty solid as the starter at the two position. But that lineup has really, it has four guys that can bring the ball up the court, and they're so long and athletic. They can really score. They can fill it up. So I love it. I think that's a great lineup. Let the true, true freshman Bowen, uh, as well as Ulysses, come off the bench you know Bowen is just a true freshman needs to get acclimated to the college game a little bit so takes the pressure off him and they could both play a little bit of point guard or off guard when they come into the game you know so this this was just a scrimmage uh, but great to see Jeff Horner back in Carver Hawkeye arena the former Hawkeye point guard coach for Truman State 
no shocker here, Chris Murray was really good. Quite a highlight reel of him hitting threes, scoring in the paint, posterizing guys in transition. 24 points for Chris Murray, 9 of 14 shooting, including two threes. Tony Perkins had a really nice game, 7 of 8 from the field, two threes. He had a monster dunk at the end of the first half, also with four assists and three steals. Peyton Sanford, Philip Bracha, each with 14 points. And then off the bench, Connor McCaffrey with 12 points after going four of five from three-point range in this game. And again, if he can come off the bench and, and do the things we're used to seeing him do, you know, running the offense, kind of doing all the dirty work, and if he can shoot around 40% from three, it will just be huge for the Hawkeyes this year. And then also off the, off the bench, true freshman Josh Dix and DeSante Bowen both did really well. Dix with eight points and Bowen with a team-high eight assists in this game. So the bigger Hawkeyes, you expected them to win the rebounding battle, and they did so 37-29. to That has been a focus for the Hawkeyes this year to, to win the rebounding battle. Well, good scrimmage for Fran's team. I like the starting five. And, and Ulysses and Bowen, Dix, coming off the bench, along with Connor McCaffrey. And then, you know, Josh Agundale, he played a little bit more in that game than Riley Mulvey. He scored some points. But I, I, I would say that it uh, looks like Agundale is a little bit further ahead of Mulvey at this point, unless maybe he's had some injuries slowing him down. Well, that's it for today. The Hawkeyes got a win at Kinnick, a nice scrimmage for the basketball team at Carver Hawkeye. The Hawkeyes are going into West Lafayette to get a big win at ross Aid Stadium. If you're headed there, be sure to hit up Harry's Chocolate Shop in West Lafayette. I've been there a couple times on road trips to Purdue, and, and, and Harry's is always a really good time. So check that out if you get the chance. Big game for the Hawks on Saturday to work on becoming bowl eligible. They need two more wins this season. Let's hope they can, they can snag four and and get to eight wins, and then the bowl game. But it's time for Purdue, and, and it's time for them to get their comeuppance. And the Hawkeyes need a big win on Saturday. Go Hawks!